0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 56 of Buds and Blue Jays. I'm your host, Jesse Burrell, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Riley McConnell. And, Riley, before we start, start the show today, I just want to give you some mad props, man. At the end of our last episode, you were so confident the Jays would win three out of four against the Baltimore, and the only game we'd lose would be the Mitch White start. And, Riley, you nailed it, man. of B. Good stuff. Props to you.
1: Well, you know what? I'm almost disappointed I was right, too, in the mm-hmm. fact that Mitch White... Didn't even get three innings down. It wasn't exactly what I expected. Um, I was hoping he'd go four and, you know, have a maybe fight in those things. But no, right. I don't know. Start Mitch White again, it seems like. Um, as far as pitchers um, and their performances, I mean, what can you say? And then our big guy. The guy playing position number six, the shortstop, Bo We'll talk about that because you're going to hear it because you mm-hmm. haven't heard a lot about him this year. <laughs> but now you're going to we're going to pollute your ears with it and hopefully for the rest of the year, man. Yeah, I'm glad I called three out of four. I thought it was a safe bet. Sucks that Mitch White did what he did. Our other starters were great. And yeah, you'll hear all about it this
0: episode. Yeah, we'll get into that. A lot of good stuff from the Blue Jays. We had to go into this series with Baltimore and make a statement, and that's exactly what happened here, winning three out of four. Uh, but today on the show, Riley, we have a lot to talk about. Like you said, we got to talk about Boba He's a man on a mission right now. There were some key pitching performances in the series we got to talk about. And of course, we got to touch on the brawl, the Brian Baker drama that's causing up here. But first, before we do that, Let's get into our game recaps here. Game one of this series, the Blue Jays won seven to three. Kevin Gosman was added again, six and two thirds, only two earned runs allowed with Pop Meza and Simber shutting the door down. Jays got three hits from George Springer, Lourdes Gurriel and Bo Bichette with a late home run by Teoscar Hernandez to add some insurance. Game two, Jays won this game eight to four. Jays scored three in the second and then four in the sixth for good measure. This was Bo Bichette's three home run uh, day and this team's second three home run game of the season. Jose Barrios was solid, gave up 10 base runners over six innings pitch, but did his job. And in game three, this was the Mitch White one, as you were talking about. Jays got off to a 3-0 lead, but then Mitch White ran into some trouble in the third, giving up five runs. Jays were able to make a game with it but then ended up losing it in the eighth. Um, Beau Bichette and Alejandro Kirk both had four hits in the losing effort. And the game that took place yesterday afternoon was a 4-1 victory for the Blue Jays. Alec Manoa was masterful over his eight-and-a-third innings pitch. One earned run, three hits. Romano got saved, number 31. And Alejandro Kirk had three more hits with Tapia and Jackie Bradley Jr. collecting two. So, Riley, after that series, after that huge series, against Baltimore. The Jays now stand at 76 and 60 We're six and six and a half back of the Yankees and the Jays have gone eight and two in their last 10 games, Riley. But the problem is so has Tampa and so has Seattle. We've gone eight and two and haven't gained any ground. So 26 games left on the schedule. How do we feel?
1: Man, we did exactly what we had to do that series. Probably we'll look back at this year, no matter what happens. I think it's a make or break series for us, no matter what Coming out with a seventy-five percent winning percentage is great. The mm-hmm. fact that the other teams in our wild card, um, you know, race are winning games, is just—it's almost—it's almost too good to, you know, to for us to not walk out with three teams winning games. We got Seattle who's winning too. Of course, we're in the hardest division. We got to yeah. play for the hardest wild card spot too. If the American League East is the hardest division in baseball, well fighting for the American League wildcard spot has got to be up there too. I'm feeling pretty good about it too. Eight out of our last ten and we're just rolling right now. Our offense is clicking. I feel pretty good, man. It was an important series and we did exactly what we needed to in it
0: what it's worth, the Jays have now, if anything, extended their lead over Baltimore to four and a half games now. So now we have a little bit of cushion to secure our playoff spot. Now we're kind of playing for seeding, maybe trying to win the division still and see what we can do here. But still a lot to go in these 26 games, Riley, and a lot of killer performances. I'm going to let you have the first one here. Who gets your thumbs up? And I think we know what's going to happen yeah. here, but let's talk about them here anyway.
1: I mean, here in Canada, man, we do this. Guy scores three goals. Yeah. You throw your hat on the ice. I'm gonna go throw my hat. The hat trick for Bichette, yes, man. Yes, sir. How can you not? Absolutely. It's like that. The it's like the baseball is a piece of steel, and his bat is a magnet, man. Because he's just finding it. Maybe not barreling balls up and and crushing them, but everything's just leaving the yard, man. Um, our big topic with Bull Bichette this year, the not pulling the baseball thing, and I was okay with him do it, putting the ball the other way. Bull Bichette just gets bad on ball mm-hmm. and in this series especially everything was finding his bat um no matter early late on swings or timing pitches up and absolutely crushing balls it doesn't matter this is a this is a series and a time frame where we can look at boba Bichette and really look at the power he showcased man and i think that's important um because he's had one of his down years I think that we kind of forgot that Boba is a really good power hitter at shortstop. And I know, man, Twitter got a lot of haters. I know we got buddies who absolutely despise Boba Pretty much <laughs> get sure him do. off the team, get him off shortstop. Um, I mean, shove this down their throat, man. I think this was a great uh, couple games for Bulbachet. I were, we would be giving him a thumbs up if you cut the series and in his bats in half, mm-hmm. and just had and and he had half the success. I mean, absolutely great for Bulbachet, man. I mean, what can you say about him? And and this is nothing about defense, nothing about base running. This is just his at bats alone gets him this thumbs up, man. And I think he continues not maybe the exact same level of success. But I think he's going to finish this year strong, man.
0: I'd like to officially welcome you to Bo Tember, because that's what we're into right now. Um, and holy crap, what a series for Bo Bichette. Four games against Baltimore. He went 10 for 19, four home runs, added a double to go with it, scored seven runs, drove in nine. And really, this recent heater has raised Bo Bichette's WRC Plus on the season to 121, which was the exact same one he had last year. So this little one hot streak has pretty much taken all that subpar play and brought it up to about what he's been throughout his whole career, which is absolutely amazing. And the one stat from Bo Bichette that I've taken away is that he leads all Major League Baseball shortstops in average exit velocity at 91.8 miles per hour. So, like, when Bo makes contact with the ball, he hits it harder than anybody else, anyone. And that's even with him having a down year. He's starting to swing at better pitches now, pitches we know he can drive, and that's been leading to the success now. And not only that, too, Riley, Bobichet has now drawn seven walks in his last sixteen games, which is something we really never saw from Bobichet. And if you just look at his season numbers now, Bobichet has eighty RBIs. He's just one behind Vladdy for the team lead. All seems good again with Bobichet. Honestly, it was definitely good for his personal numbers, man. Mm-hmm. And I think it
1: brought him out of the shadows a little bit. Um, I hated when we moved him. He's definitely for us. I like him in the top, one of the top. Three, maybe four spots in the lineup when he's hitting. I think he's earned that after this series. I think that was a big shut him up series, and the numbers don't lie. Uh and one thing, Jesse, that is a stat for him that you nailed it on the head is the exit velocity. I mm-hmm. think per position, the Blue Jays just hit balls harder than any other team. I don't he know. Does, like do,
0: yeah.
1: a- average exit velocity, man. The monsters we have on that team, and that one that is forgotten I think this year is Bo Bichette man and kudos to him great series I really hope and I think he will finish this year really strong
0: I'm with you we'll need it a good performance going forward just glad to see Bo Bichette still has this in them here Riley I want to talk about another really good performance that the Blue Jays had here and how about Mr. Alec Manoa after he had a bounce back start in Pittsburgh he was even better here against Baltimore 8 innings pitched, 3 hits, 1 earned run, 1 walk, 5 strikeouts. Got 11 swinging strikes on his 95 pitches. Second time this year, he's completed 8 innings. The other one was the game I was at against Cincinnati there. And his best pitch in this game was his sinker, which I take um, a lot from because Alec Manoa talked about his kind of rough start in August, how he was really losing control of his sinker and didn't have it. So he really got it back here. Threw 28 of them, got 14 swings, and hitters missed 7 of them. So 25% swing and miss rate on that sinker is great from Alec Manoa. And I know we're going to get into this a little bit later, but Alec Manoa screams to me like a big game pitcher. And after there was the drama with the brawl in game three, you see the pictures of Manoa on the bench, just sitting there staring, soaking it all in. He's great. He's the guy you want on our team. And I'm so glad we have Alec Manoa. Not only is he pitching great, but his mindset is great for this team too.
1: His mindset is great. And I absolutely love his demeanor Mm -hmm. when he's not, I like how he kind of, did take that all in it. You go on the hill and no one is more, no one is more boisterous. No one is more vocal. I mean, he absolutely owns it. He's a big time personality, but he backs it up. And I think that I was, I, okay, so let's, let's put it this way, Jesse. I was watching um, another, I won't, you know, name other YouTube channels and things like that. Yeah. But basically I was watching a channel. He was going through the top pitches of the league and he went through every other team. hmm he and he got to a Toronto an unnamed Toronto starter and he named he named Gosman. He even named Ryu. He forgot all about Alec Manoa. Oh, and how I'm thinking dare you. I'm thinking, how can you forget about Alec Manoa? This guy has been an absolute gem for us all year. I want in a game seven situation, in any game situation, to start my ball game, I want Alec Manoa on the mound. And this was just one of those. Everything was going right for him, man. The swings and misses. The control was there. The velocity was there. He was Mm -hmm. making batters look stupid. I mean, if it's not Gosman with his splitter, it's Manoa with his either fastball or secondary pitches, man. Everything was going right for him. And you just love to see it.
0: Retired 22 of the last 23 batters he faced in this game. And uh, the quote before the game, Alec Manoa says, I'm going to put him to sleep and then we're going to get on the plane and bingo. That's exactly what Alec Manoa did here. Um, but lost in the performance that Bo Bichette had and the big start from Alec Manoa, I, you might have gone unnoticed the series that Alejandro Kirk had here. And Riley, just off the top of your head without looking at it, how many hits do you think Alejandro Kirk had this series?
1: This series, I think Alejandro Kirk it was a four-game series. I think he had uh, six hits, maybe on base eight times
0: six or six hits. Uh, Really close. Seven. He went seven for 14 in this series. So good guess there. He had a double. He also didn't strike out once the whole series and he drove in a run in all three games he played. I don't have a lot of new information on Kirk. He seems like a high contact guy. You know, we do want more extra base power. We kind of see it in glimpse. We saw it when he got really hot there. Um, But sometimes the BABIP gods will be in his favor just because he makes so much contact and he made a lot of contact here. The hit started falling. And I will say, not only is he still incredibly young and really good, like imagine how good he's going to be when he's Adley Rutschman's age, <laughs> but his framing skills have gone up and his blocking skills are still really good. So just an appreciation token, I guess, for Alejandro Kirk in this season.
1: Yeah, we certainly underestimate his defense too on that. And I think it it is also overlooked his bat to ball skills. It's at the top like five percentile in the MLB and he's and he's a catcher which is another unheard of thing you hear of these corner outfielders getting bad on everything it's been a long time since the MLB has seen a, you know a catcher maybe the last one Joe Maurer got bad on everything and I think mm-hmm. he hit over 250 or 240 in a year you know Kirk could possibly be that next guy yes Jesse when he gets to number one uh, at this point in this year Adley Rushman's age imagine that how young Kirk is and the rest of these guys yeah that's freaking awesome man absolutely love it for Kirk and yeah of course the guy's not going to strike out Jesse
0: I just love to chirp the Orioles fans that they yes they should be hyped about Rushman and for good reason I like him but Bo Kirk um Vladdy and I'm missing somebody obvious here are all younger than um than Adley Rushman and have all been all-stars So, uh, yeah. Good future for the Blue Jays here. Riley, from the positives to the negatives, you kind of already touched on it. Let's dive in a little bit more about Mitch White's start here. Um, I'll read you his line. Two and a third innings pitch, three hits, five earned runs, three walks, and only two strikeouts. It's the third time since he's become a Blue Jay that he's walked three or more after only doing it once in his whole year with the Dodgers. An ERA over eight, Riley. Gross. Any quick takeaways? Any quick thoughts? What do we do with this guy? Uh.
1: I think we got I think because we moved Kikuchi back to his spot. I know it's it's a weird thing. We're now in this in this situation, Jesse, where um we really have a five-six guy clear kind of tandem. And I think your spot start either one, you kind of have to look at the matchups. Mm-hmm. I mean it's unfortunate we get Mitch white and his numbers for the Dodgers did look really, really good in a limited amount of starts, but and we've seen a small sample size for Mitch white, his, his stats from this year. If you look at him on a baseball card from just the blue Jays, no matter what he does from the next start, on will look atrocious no matter what it's hard to come back from things like that it's the walks that really concern me this is a guy who I my takeaway from him was what he was supposed to have a lot of control under his arm and the fact that he really didn't limit his base runners early in his games is just like well if he does do well what's going to happen in the fifth or sixth inning if this guy is to start let's say 30 odd games for us Down the road, if that's our plan with him. How's that gonna look? For me, it's definitely not in the cards right now because he's he's starting games for us, obviously, but he's not even making it out of the third or fourth inning. That's kind of a no-no. Starters, I would like to see up to five innings pitched, and you know, maybe three walks over that five innings is fine. But when you're going two and a half innings with three walks, maybe four, those numbers just don't cut it as a major league starter.
0: Yeah, the Blue Jays kind of see that, too. They did send him down to AAA after the game here, and the Blue Jays' fifth starter has just been kind of a mess all year, to be honest. Now, with what it's worth, there's an off day today. There's an off day next Thursday as well. Maybe the Jays can kind of get around with having um, a four-man rotation here. But, Riley, I know we're going to get into it a little bit later, but I think it's time to bring Yusei Kikuchi back into the starting rotation. Just for maybe one more start here. I know it's going to be unpopular. We've seen Kikuchi be very bad, but – his spin rates were up again after his relief appearance up here in Baltimore after they were up dramatically again in Pittsburgh. And, and Yusei Kikuchi was at his best when his spin rates were high up at um, but before Seattle, before they got traded over here. And since he became a reliever, 40% K rate for Yusei Kikuchi. Um, in his last three outings, he's only walked two batters. Now he's still you know, he still isn't good. And when he does get pitches in the zone, they do get hit. But he's got an XFIP of 0.97. The command's still an issue, but like I think it's time. Kikuchi's shown enough. Let's give him one more start here to see if he can do it.
1: Timeout's over for Kikuchi. Let's bring him Mm -hmm. back into the rotation. Hopefully the matchup, when his start comes, will be more in his favor. Maybe there are four lefty bats in the lineup. Maybe he's had success over certain guys. I don't know how that's going to look. We'll know on game day when he does. We'll start biting our fingernails uh, and that time and kind of assess it, and we'll come back here and talk about it. I'm sure that it will be a big thing when Kikuchi starts because we'll, we'll be covering that big time. And oh, I yeah. think that a lot of people <laughs> will be watching it, man. But yeah, I agree, Jesse. Definitely time to uh, for sure give him um, a scheduled start in the next week of ball. And I know I would love I would love it if this was the 1970s and guys through complete games and we could go with the four man rotation, but the game has changed. And mm-hmm. I think you still got to go with five guys for what it's worth. And I think Kikuchi is going to start next week for us and we'll see how it goes after that.
0: Yeah, maybe in this series against Texas, because I don't think you want him pitching against Tampa Bay when games uh, matter so much more in those ones. But Riley, on a scale of one to ten, how concerned are you about this player, Vladimir Guerrero, Jr.?
1: I like I'm a, like a halfway like five. I would say anytime he could just pop right off, man. I don't, I don't know what to say. My concern level is is still a five. I got to remain neutral and I got to hope that at any time he's going to
0: blast off. Yeah. I mean, he's still one of the most talented players on the team. So don't get me wrong here, but glad went three for 19 in this series. Again, we talked the last series about how he's just hitting on the ball on the ground way too much. He did it again in this series. And there was some optimism coming against Pittsburgh, um, that he was going to be lifting the ball more. Maybe that's just because Pittsburgh has really bad pitchers and I don't know, but yeah, he's second on the team now in ground ball rate behind only Ramal Tapia, which should surprise nobody. And he's just (laughs) got to raise that launch angle to get him great because he did it in this 2021 season. And you saw the, the power that came and we talked about it again, several episodes. And again, nothing's changed. Just hitting the ball on the ground too much. Ground balls are out in this league. We just need to see that from Vladdy. And once you start seeing him hit the ball in the air more, the success will come.
1: He needs to almost, uh, you know, take a weekend with me and go away to a slow pitch turn yeah. with me. Maybe yeah, get yeah, a little yeah. more loop. Maybe get a little more loop in his swing. Get some more launch angle. I cannot keep the ball, um, you know, out of the air. Let alone hit the ball. Him and I are opposite that way, but I don't know what it is. It's a mechanic. Baseball is a very finicky thing. People shouldn't even be able to hit baseballs pitched over 95 miles an hour. Okay. It's amazing. It's amazing as humans that we can even do that. We can love and enjoy and even play this sport, let alone watch the Blue Jays. But yeah, Jesse, I would like to say, I, I mean, well, maybe a five on the scale of one to 10 for concern is a lie. Maybe I am suppressing that a bit, but there is a huge part of me that just knows, and you do too, man, that this is Vladimir Guerrero Jr. This is a guy who I hope plays 20 years as a Toronto Blue Jay, hits over 400 career home runs, holds his 300 batting average, and, you know, puts up huge huge crooked numbers for us, ends up in the record book, because this guy is a generational talent, Mm -hmm. and it's, uh, honest to God, this is an overused term, but it's only a matter of time, Jesse.
0: He's still super young. Let's not forget that, right? And you still see the exit velocity numbers come off his bat. He's still very good. It's just put him in the air more, and then you will be elite, now, Riley, I've got some other news and notes here. Um, I'm just going to spit out some random facts, and then in a sentence or two, tell me what you think about them, all right?
1: Yeah, go for it, man.
0: In game one of the series, Matt Chapman had two fly balls that would have been home runs in Baltimore if they didn't move the damn fences back. And for what it's worth, Mitt Merrifield had one, too.
1: Um, yeah, Matt Chapman just loves the ball, to hit the ball to the warning track. Yep. There was another, sure statistic. Does, there was another <laughs> statistic that... Um, um, I don't know if you remember I sent you who would lead the major leagues if we were playing baseball on the Little League Diamonds. And oh, that yeah, is yeah, ex-Blue yeah. Jay Marcus Semien. Chapman's got to be up there too, man. He hits a lot of deep fly balls and just yeah, man, it he just loves hitting it to the warning track. If the guy if there was a guy, if less than two outs and a guy on third base, Matt Chapman would lead the whole universe and sacrifice flies because he hits it just at that perfect range. But yeah, they move. What can you do, man? Camden yards. They changed it up, man. Nothing you could do. I don't hate it, but for the
0: sake of Matt Chapman flying out eh, is what it is. Yeah, uh, Lord Gurriel Jr. did leave the finale, and I'm waiting to find an update here to see what happened with him. It goes in the IL, but it's designated as left hamstring discomfort, and it did not look good. Those soft tissue injuries are bad. We're waiting in the MRI result, which probably means we're going to see a lot more of Rymel Tapia, Jackie Bradley Jr., and Whit Merrifield. And that's only if George Springer can play center field full-time right now, which we're not certain he can either. So we're going to need one of those three guys to really step it up. Do you have a favorite of who you think it's going to be, or do you think we're just going to be in trouble running with these guys?
1: Yeah, I, I think John... Palacios. Oh, wait, no, sorry. That's not an option. <laughs> uh, oh, obviously. Oh yeah. Not even going to get into that. But yeah, I would like split time between them. If I could, Um, you know, give me wits bad on a good day and give me JBJ in the field. But obviously that's not how baseball works. One of them's going to be in the lineup and two of them aren't. So it's going to be split time. My order right now is you're going to have Mitt Merrifield and then maybe uh, maybe it goes JBJ and then Tapia. Tapia's had a really bad year. I thought he was going to produce more. Mm-hmm. And I, you know what? I just love Jackie Bradley Jr. on this team. He's a great role player. But yeah, if anyone's got to step up, it's got to be Mitt Merrifield.
0: Speaking of Whit Merrifield, Riley, since the Blue Jays acquired him, he uh, the Blue Jays are five and twelve in games that Whit Merrifield starts, and thirteen and one when Merrifield doesn't. Now, correlation does not equal causation, but just something to think about.
1: Well, oh, that's that's you know, I I wish those stats were flipped because <laughs> yeah, <same>. might, it, <laughs> there might be a situation, Jesse, as we just said, where we're going to be using them a lot. So let's hope we can improve on those numbers.
0: My vote is Kevin Biggio, but I don't know if you can put him out in the outfield. But I I like what I've seen from Biggio's bat, just a little sidebar. And I'd like to see him in the lineup a little more here going forward. But uh, we'll get to that. Riley, the other two starters in this series that we didn't talk about, Kevin Gosman and Jose Brios. Gosman went six and two thirds, seven hits, two earned runs, no walks, seven strikeouts. And Brios went six innings, eight hits, two earned runs, two walks, two strikeouts. Any takeaways from their two starts?
1: Yeah, um, I liked uh has been a fiery performance i can't say that barrios did a bad job either though but uh i think he is just the culprit of he's going to surrender more base runners this year in earn runs than anyone else and on his on his season lines it will read i don't know what it's comparative it is for um his walks and everything like that that but he's he's given up hits and everything like that i'm really glad more than anything that he's got a win in it and Kevin Gosman was just great. Mm-hmm. I mean, he wasn't—he wasn't flawless by any means, but just to watch Kevin Gosman is is an absolute treat, dude. I thought
0: he did awesome. Yeah. Um. Again, the oh, Jose Barrios still scares the crap out of me every time I see him start. Let's be real. He didn't get a single swing and miss on his fastball until I think the sixth inning, until at the end of his start here. So that worries me too. But he's been making it work despite not having good stuff. So I guess it's fine. But. Again, I just every time Barrio starts, I just get very nervous that the blow up is coming. But hey, he did his job in this series against Baltimore. I- Moving on here, I wanted to talk about two things really quick. One, Jeff Nelson, the umpire. You, you know, I don't want, like, to brag on umpires. They're doing a hard job. They're doing it. But sometimes they're just shittier than others. And, yeah, you can argue balls and strikes that Jeff Nelson made in this series. But I want to talk about the balk that he called on Kevin Gosman. And you, we've seen Kevin Gosman pitch all year. He kind of gets set, and he has that little rock that he does. Then he pauses. Then he goes to the mound. And the one he called a balk on didn't look any different than any other pitch. In fact, the pitch right after he called the Bach on might've been even less of a stop. And I think this is just proof. Jeff Nelson just wanted some screen time, wanted people to pay attention to him and just decided he was going to call a before it even mattered.
1: I think it's a lapse of concentration. It's almost, you forget who's pitching. I mean, if the, the usually when a starting pitcher goes, you know, with no one on base, his feet are facing towards home plate and he does his steps and his delivery goes from the full windup. Kevin Gosman's just crazy. And he'll just, sure he'll just, it's like he's, it's like he's a Mario character for Mario baseball and he's charging up his power, rocking back right. and forth and ready to, and then decides on the fourth rock. Okay. I'm going to slug it towards home plate. I didn't see anything different. We've, Seen how Kevin Gosman pitches, whether Nelson was watching the game or not. And by the way, love that you said jeff nelson because these are umpires you hear about often mm-hmm. i don't know if he's been a bl- real blue jays culprit this year wink wink but he <laughs> certainly has affected outcomes of games this season jesse so whatever it may be he might have it out for us i don't know man i'm not going to crap on umpires because that's for, for me is petty i don't really have any excuses it was one balk, really didn't bite us too bad or anything like that It just kind of ticks you off. I mean, I don't see anything wrong with Gosman's delivery. I love it, quite frankly. It's very unorthodox, and it throws hitters' timing off. Mm -hmm.
0: I mean, if we know your name as an umpire, as fans, that's a problem. You suck. If we don't know who you are, then you're probably doing your job perfectly, and everything's going great. Riley, one more bit of controversy here. In game three of this series, the benches did empty, and there wasn't a brawl, but people got heated. People got animated. The main culprit seemed to be Orioles reliever and former Blue Jay Brian Baker. Things seemed to start in in game two when Teoscar hit into a double play. Baker was seen walking up the first baseline and appeared to say something to Tao. He then struck out Matt Chapman and then Baker started just flapping his fingers at the blue Jays dugout. Or he said something to Tao. I don't know. The blue Jays didn't like that. Tao came out of the dugout sprinting, looked like a man on the mission, looked like he wanted to rip this guy's face off, but ultimately nothing came from it. People, uh, cooler heads prevailed and they got out of it. So, uh, story isn't over. I think there's going to be more. The Jays play the Orioles again later this year, and there's probably going to be a continued story to this Brian Baker brawl. That Brian Baker
1: is an absolute nobody really he's Mm -hmm. he's only in the major leagues now with the expanded roster business he has really no business pitching in in high leverage games he if jeff nelson wanted uh screen time so did this brian baker fella i think he mostly known he closed games for the bison hey if you make it to any high level of professional ball kudos to you you're a good baseball player but this guy is not going to have a career in the big leagues he's an irrelevant source man if You told me that Ragnan O'Dour was going to set off and do something. I'd be like, oh, yeah, that'd be him. It was quite a creative ball. I want to give a little bit of a shout-out to a lesser-known MLB player in general. Former um, Oakland Athletics prospect Jorge Mateo. holding back the 500 pounds of Teoscar and Vladi at once. (laughs) Good for him. Jorge Mateo, not a huge guy. Middle infielder for the Baltimore Orioles. I hope... I hope he carves out a serviceable career, but yeah, good on him because I don't think, I think Vladi was, you know, maybe not going to do anything. I think Tay Oscar was serious though. I mean, when the jersey comes off, kind of ripping it around, whatever he was, he was serious. But yeah, like you said, Jesse, we do play them at home one more time, whatever happens then we'll settle it because there's only room in the wild cards for either us or the Orioles when all said and done, that series will be important as well. And that will be an emotional series.
0: I mean, a lot of smack coming from a guy who's got a mid four ZRA, right? (laughs) And um, a guy that the blue Jays have hit two home runs off this year already. Maybe he's just bad because he's a bad pitcher. And there was a quote in the clubhouse there that someone said, the best thing this guy ever did with the blue Jays well, in the blue Jays organization was win the March madness bracket tournament. So out on Brian Baker seems to be a bit of a rivalry brewing here.
1: Yeah. And when it would all, when, when it was over, he went to the dugout and he sat backwards. not facing the field. And I thought that's one of the (laughs) weird. Yeah. Dead serious, man. You watch the video till the end. It's almost like he was pouting. I don't understand. I don't understand where this guy was coming from. Um, but whatever, to his or her own, we'll see if he plays in the series against Toronto. And yeah, I think it's I think it's kind of childish. Whatever, Brian Baker, kudos to you for pitching in a big league game again. Because who knows when it's going to be your last time?
0: Oh man, love that. All right, moving on to some news and notes. We talked about Lourdes Gurriel, how he left the game. I'm still waiting to see results. I don't see anything yet. Probably we'll get something soon here about Gurriel. Uh, Gabriel Moreno and Zach Pop have been officially called up by the team. And Teoscar Hernandez was placed on the paternity list. So uh, congrats on being a father, Teoscar Hernandez. And we know dad strength is real. So I'd expect a tear from Teo coming back from this here. And uh, Zach Collins was DFA'd and claimed by the Pirates. Personally, out of this move, Zach Pop should have been here this whole time. And I'm really excited to see Gabriel Moreno back. Maybe a guy off the bench who can actually hit a little. And I think his time in the minors is done. Let's get him back up here and let's have him play full time.
1: I agree. I think this is going to be, I think he got his cup of coffee and you know what? Thumbs up for Gabby Moreno's cup, so-called cup of coffee. I think he rides it out for the rest of the year with us and I think it's a well-deserved thing. Um, another guy that's also younger than Adley Rutschman. Yes. <laughs> and another, and <laughs> I don't know what the ceiling's going to be like for Moreno, but I think he's going to carve out one hell of a career too. And it's going to start... Here I'm hoping because, yeah, Jesse, we're dying for a bat off the bench. And if that's Moreno, then I'm going to absolutely love it. Let's go to him as much as we can if he proves he can hit. Or, sorry, I would, I'm going to say keep hitting at the major league level.
0: Just so I'm going to finish up the news and notes here quickly. Nate Pearson's continuing his rehab assignment, this time with the Buffalo Bisons. Threw one inning, nine pitches, six strikes. Had a ground ball, a fly ball, and a strikeout. He threw a pitch as hard as 100 miles per hour and then struck out a nasty slider onto Jake Mariznyk. Um The Vancouver Canadians have clinched a playoff spot for the first time since 2017. So congrats to the Vancouver Canadians. And Riley, any quick thoughts on that before we preview the Rangers series?
1: No man. Uh, well, dad strength is a thing, and I love that for Teo. Um, I love the name. How you're saying J- Jake Marisnik in AAA? He's another veteran guy that had a decent career. So I think I can, I think I can faithfully say rest in peace for Jake uh, Mariznick's MLB Ooh. career. Hearing him down and at that level. Well, he played for the bunch of cheaters, the Houston <laughs> app, So whatever, I can say whatever I want, man. He hey, he had a good career. And he had great anyways yeah that's my big takeaway there
0: all right really quick we'll preview the rangers series long story short jays are hot eight and two rangers are one and nine in their last 10 we got ross stripling versus Dane dunning game two will be kevin gosman against kohei Arihara. game three is to be determined i'm kind of hoping we put yusei kikuchi in there but it might be a bullpen day against martin perez riley how are we going to do against the rangers
1: oh jesse i think I
0: don't want to say it. I don't want to
1: say it, Jesse. Say it. Can you s- do it? Oh man, I, I like it's I think it's gonna be. Listen, I think Texas is a team that we can take full advantage of. I think that this is a real good opportunity for us to have us for us to take the sweep, man. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna right. say it. I'm going to say it. I think we sweep. I have not said that. You can back the truck on so many of our pods, man. I hardly call a sweep. And I I almost bite my tongue off trying not to say it. But, man, I really think we are, Jesse. I really think we are.
0: I mean, on paper, it looks like the roster playing in Gosman. Just keep doing what they're doing. These Rangers pitchers, to be honest, aren't that great. Blue Jays hitters are hot. It's going to be warm down there. The ball's going to fly. I like our chances. I'm going to go two out of three, though. I think maybe Stripling gives up a few home runs and the bats go cold in one of these games here. Uh, Two out of three, though. I do think we win the series and we keep the good things rolling.
1: Well, I do think we're going to keep the games rolling and in the W column for sure. We do have to hope that maybe maybe seattle doesn't keep winning um i'm almost i i mean or sorry um tampa has a really good team but i'm really concerned about uh the mariners right now they're playing really hot ball as of late and well so have the rays but it's it's a it's a scary time right now but we do have to keep winning. And I believe that we will. You say that we take two. I say that we take three. We'll see what happens, man. I hope we come back here and we can discuss good things no matter what.
0: Me too. That'll do it for our episode here today. Thank you for everybody for tuning in. Be sure to like, and subscribe, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. This season just keeps getting crazier and crazier Riley. And it sure is going to be more of the same down the stretch here. Also, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to our friends over at Leafson lads. They're going to be getting their podcast started up again here soon with the NHL season just around the corner. So, so make sure you check out for them. Give them a follow. Give them a like. Isaac Din and the boys will keep you going there. Uh, Riley, anything else to add before we get out right of here today?
1: Yeah, I um, I'm excited to watch uh, some Leafs and Lads this year. Let's give them some love, man. They they did the same thing for us when we were starting out, mm-hmm. um, you know, when the NHL season goes, don't forget about us here at Buds and Blue Jays though, of course, because guess what, when the NHL season starts, that's when baseball is getting good. And I think you will see the Blue Jays in some pretty important games, fellas. Um, if the author of this book right here, the Vladimir Guerrero Jr. 2022 story goes, it is just going to keep getting better, this book. And let's hope that the ending is as sweet as we think it will be, man.
0: All right, that's it for us today, guys. We'll see you again after the Rangers series. Thanks, guys.